There are a ton of similarities between the Boston Red Sox and the San Francisco Giants right now. And most pressingly, their need for impact talent. The Giants, we all know. Shohei Otani at the top of the list. Yoshinobu Yamamoto as well. The Red Sox, more of a focus on pitching and Yamamoto. And I'm going to be talking with Gabby Hurlbut from Locked on Red Sox to discuss the similarities and what do we think is going to happen with these two superstars and beyond. You are Locked on Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show to get the show each and every single day. Um, and coming up on today's show, like I said, I'm going to be talking with Gabby from Locked on Red Sox. This is going to be like a two-part conversation because we had such a great conversation. It ended up going nearly an hour, and so I'm going to break it up into two um, with the second coming out tomorrow, barring any major significant Giants news, which is totally possible. And if so, that will definitely be our priority. But for to now, or for today, for now, uh, we're going to be airing essentially the second half of that conversation, the first half focusing uh, on some other things. But here we're getting into Otani and why the Giants desperately need a superstar, why I think they're legitimate suitors for Otani, my points about why the Dodgers, as much as they're viewed as the heavy favorites, the negatives that potentially come along with joining that team, and there are some, just hear me out, just let me have my say on that, and then you can have your opinion, or you can have it beforehand too, but still just please hear me out. And we also get into the Red Sox and their needs, and there's just so many parallels. It's a fascinating conversation. Without further delay, here is my conversation with Gabby from Locked on Red Sox. My life might not be better, and Ben's life might not be better depending on where Shohei Otani decides to sign. He obviously is the market right now. He's the most desirable player out there. He is the guy who's going to probably move the needle for other teams. One of his teams of interest is the Dodgers. Sorry, Ben. And another team of interest is the Toronto Blue Jays, who are in my division. So this decision could heavily impact one of us because that's the amount of times we have to face him is amplified if he chooses to go to one of those respective teams. Um, what are your thoughts on this situation? Because obviously he's probably the first domino to fall. Do you feel like once Otani makes his decision, then other teams like, you know, the Giants, the Red Sox, other teams who need to make moves are going to be starting to make some more moves once he makes that decision. I do think so, for sure. And especially, I think, the position player market 
will start to move more. I think that the pitching may still get held up by Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who we know is going to meet in person with teams. I think both of our teams are among those that he's, from what we've heard, going to meet with this upcoming week in person. And then we don't know the exact timeline for a decision, although there is a deadline in early January for him. But uh, for Otani, I think that, yeah, that's why the winter meetings outside of the Soto trade were so boring. I mean, uh, and I mean, as a red for Red Sox fans, I'm sure the Soto trade is not a, you know, wasn't boring, although it wasn't good, but and I mean, as a Giants fan, Soto getting out of the division is actually, I feel good about that, of course. But Yeah, that's a celebration um, for you. <laughs> yeah, although, like you said, Otani's decision lurks and looms, and he could very well end up in L.A. I feel like it happens all the time where these uber-talented players just end up in L.A. I have made the, honestly, I mean, I don't know, I can't recall if I already said this, but I'm holding out hope, and Giants fans are holding out hope that he signs here with the, with the San Francisco giants. They were a finalist last time when he narrowed down to like seven teams or something from the initial, basically all 30 teams trying to get this guy. Uh, and you know, there was no DH in the national league and he, he ended up choosing the angels. And one of the reasons from what we understand was that he, wanted ultimately to go to an American league team so he could DH. And now there is the DH. I know he wants to win. I know people say, well, of course the Dodgers give him a better chance of consistently winning than the giants, but it's not like the giants have been terrible the last couple of years. They've just been mediocre. And he like, especially when he's pitching and hitting, he moves the needle enough, I think to make the giants like, you know, he, you know, you can add like ten wins if from a peak Shohei Otani season, and they they wouldn't be done. You know, they understand they have more to do. But but anyway, to answer your question, totally, I think the market is being held up by him. Like I feel like guys like Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman and those kind of guys probably won't you won't see them move until and and also I feel like an Otani decision is pretty imminent. Like it could be any day now. Yeah, I I seen those reports saying that his decision will probably come by the end of this weekend. I'm not a hundred percent convinced because I've seen so many different reports. I saw one saying he's not meeting with teams till after the winter meetings are over, and then we went from that to then it being by the end of this weekend. Um, I do think he probably has an idea by now of where he wants to go. Staying in California might make sense for him though, ultimately, because it's familiar for him and it's something he's used to. So he knows the environment out there. Whereas if he were to sign with the Blue Jays, that's a big move to go from playing in California to playing in Canada. And I don't know that that's something that he would want to commit to doing. At least I'm hoping it doesn't happen because the Blue Jays as of right now are looking like the only team in the AL East that are actually legitimately in the sweepstakes for him. I had hopes for him coming to the Red Sox. There was a long period of time where it was being talked about that the Red Sox were a possibility for him. But then I think they took themselves out, basically saying he might not be a fit for what they need right now, which I get because pitching is the priority for them. And he's not going to be able to pitch in 2024. So then they're looking at, okay, well, we can give him all this money 
knowing he won't be able to pitch in 2024. And then when he does come back to pitch, is he going to be able to help us when we're trying to build a contending rotation right now to be able to get back to where we want to be? So they kind of took themselves out. It was a little deflating to me, but I'm not, I wouldn't rule out San Francisco. If you really like sports betting, or even if you're just starting to get into it, FanDuel is the place for you. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I've personally experienced my fiance go ham on FanDuel, and he's won a ton of money doing it. So if you're looking to be in that same position, Head to FanDuel today. You can make all kinds of bets, and I promise you it will be worth it for you. Also, don't forget that you can subscribe to Locked On Sports today on YouTube because we have launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's so exciting. I highly encourage you to check it out. Nobody else has this. It's so many talented Locked On hosts keeping you updated on everything going on, so you won't be disappointed. So make sure to download that app um, today, FanDuel, and subscribe to Locked On Sports today you will be happier and your life will be so much better. Me neither. And thank you for saying that. A lot of people do because, you know, I, and and the assumption is always the Dodgers. And it, yeah, it is. It doesn't, it's not that it irritates me. It's just that I see reasons why, like, it, you know, I don't know for those of your listeners who are basketball fans, like when Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, right? It oh. was like, you're just you know, you're just joining a team that's already really good. You're just like taking the easy road. And I don't see Otani as the kind of guy who wants to take the easy road. I think he wants a challenge. Think about the challenge of Oracle Park and the the history of Barry Bonds at Oracle Park and what he was able to do there. And I don't know, that's, you know, partially wishful thinking on my part, of course. But at the same time, like, again, they were finalists for him last time around. The, uh, Buster Posey really made an impression on him last time around. And Buster Posey was like photographed. There was a reported meeting between the Giants and Otani on uh, Saturday of last weekend. And it, there was a photograph that got snapped of Giants president of baseball operations and Giants manager Bob Melvin and also Buster Posey, who's part of the ownership group now. And he's on the board of directors. Um in really nice kind of clothing in in like a parking lot leaving Oracle Park. And so the speculation is that they met with Otani that day and Otani has this like you could there's like a video clip of him just singing the praises of Buster Posey that's kind of circulating around on Giants Twitter right now. And so like I just I definitely wouldn't rule out the Giants and and I definitely think that the Do- the Dodgers angle of just joining a team that's already so good and just like ma- taking the easy road I-, I don't know like he didn't take the easy road when he joined the Angels right he, no. it was like what 
the Eagles. Yeah. And I yeah. think what he wanted, like part of what he probably wanted was to play with the current best player in the game. And to, Which was to, like Trump, to, yeah. Exactly. And to like try to prove himself like up against that standard. And he did it. A mission accomplished, right? He overtook Trout and became the guy who's now considered the best player in the game. Uh, or at least certainly in that conversation. I mean, when he's not pitching, it's maybe a little different of a story. Certainly the most talented player in the game. But I don't know. And then if it really does come down to like Toronto and LA and San Francisco, you can see a path to to San Francisco for me. But, you know, we're just all waiting to find out. And hope. I mean, hopefully soon we find out. Giants fans, I will just point out, we are used to heartbreak. It happened last year. Very much so with the Aaron Judge like fiasco. Oh gosh, yeah. Then, <laughs> that was, that oh my god. I think the one year anniversary of that was actually yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I mean, I was happy and I was like, oh yes, the Yankees are losing Aaron Judge. Let's <laughs> go. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, he's no. staying in New York. I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, come on. I know. Well, um, imagine us, you know, because the the Giants have been star hunting for years and they just can't land that big fish. That could be a game changer, though, because if you get a player like Otani on your team, other players are going to want to gravitate towards that team. Like other players in free agency are going to look at it and say, I want to play with Otani, so I want to go there. And that's why I'm really praying he doesn't go to Toronto, because first of all, that means the Red Sox have to once again step their game up in terms of how aggressive they're going to be with the rest of this offseason, because then they're looking at having both Soto and Otani in the division, which is just so not ideal. Um, And they're looking at another opportunity for free agents to want to choose another team in their division instead of playing in Boston. Right. Right. And and that's a good, it's a, such a good point that the giants, if you have Otani, it's your job gets so much easier recruiting top talent because what player on this planet would not want to play with Shohei Otani, not a single one of them, like they <laughs> yeah, all play with him. And so, and you know, I got to finish the heartbreak story. Of course, there was also Carlos Correa. And so we, Giants fans are used to just having their hearts ripped out. Um, and so I think we're all expecting it again. But I continue to like they are trying. They are shopping at the top of the market. They are like, I wouldn't be surprised if they offered the most money here. Like they are desperate for this kind of move. And so, yeah, we're all just if he ends up on L.A., man. The other thing I will say, though, too, is I thought that Otani wanted to keep these meetings private, and both the Blue Jays and Dodgers have come out and said when they met with Otani and how they feel that the meetings went. And if that was a serious report about him wanting to keep them private, that could take those teams out of the running. And then you have teams like the Cubs and the Giants who haven't mentioned anything at all about meeting with Otani. So I know. I know I did like a whole episode two days ago about Dave Roberts just opening up his mouth for no apparent reason. And at first my (laughs) assumption, you know, I I take the logical route and I go, he, he wouldn't say that if he didn't know that it was okay. But then you had another report that he got a text message and his face like kind of turned from like Joe, like happy to like very serious. And then he like huddled with PR staff and then their general manager was like, Dave made some comments and was like, I'm not going to, I'm not 
going to talk about Otani and Andrew Friedman said the same thing and they both said they were surprised by the comments. And so it's like, maybe he really is just that. Uh, maybe he really did just speak out a line there and who knows? Like, yeah, I hope so. It would be crazy if like something like just saying, yeah, we met with him and we love him. It, it like would actually turn his decision, but you would take uh, that if it benefits your team. I'll though. take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, let's hope that this decision happens quickly. Cause at this point, I just want to be able to move along with this off season and have other teams sign players. I mean, the Red Sox haven't said much about who they've met with, who they're really interested in, but I'd find it really hard to believe that they haven't met with a lot of the players that they are interested in. I just really think it's all now players are hesitant to commit anywhere until they see that Otani deal come out. And then I think more of these dominoes might start to fall where we'll hear a lot of names coming off the board pretty shortly after Otani signs probably. Yeah. I think it's going to be like floodgates, you know, because normally you see that at the winter meetings. I think this year it's just going to be after, you know, but absolutely. I, I feel like because you had Aaron Nola, you had Sonny Gray, you did have Eduardo Rodriguez yesterday as well. Um, Jamer Candelario, uh, but, you know, that's very little activity up to this point. And then some, you know, minor moves as well, but there's just all the top players are unsigned outside of like Nola and Sonny Gray and Eduardo Rodriguez. But, you know, position player wise, Candelario is like the one guy, but it's yeah. not a deep position player group, but I feel like Otani, like these, like Cody Bellinger and, and all these guys are waiting because the teams that don't get Otani and want offense they turn their attention elsewhere. And that's, I think you'll see a lot of dominoes fall soon is my, is my guess. That's what I'm hoping. And coming up, we're going to be just giving our expectations for both the Red Sox and the Giants for 2024. What will their records be in the regular season in 2024? You're about to find out. Don't forget lockdown Red Sox is available every day on your favorite podcast platform for free and honestly who doesn't love free it's an easy no-brainer to just start your day off right with lockdown red sox part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day you can also catch me on twitter at gabby hurlbutt 10 and a lot of good discussions to be had there as well you can also follow the show twitter account on lo underscore red sox also discussions and connecting with other fans that way i always highly recommend it and also, don't forget to pull up YouTube on your phone as we speak and subscribe to Locked On Sports today. So many talented Locked On hosts will be on our 24-7 live streaming channel, so you don't have to miss out on anything, no matter what time of day it is. It is live 24-7 with the biggest sports stories and events, so you won't have to feel like you're out of the loop on anything. And when I wake up in the morning, I know for me, sometimes I always need to scroll through Twitter, try to catch up on what's happening to make sure I didn't miss anything big. So you now don't have to worry about that. So make sure that you head to YouTube and subscribe. It's very exciting for the Locked On Podcast Network as a whole. Ben, something that 
has been on a lot of fans' minds in general has just been, you know, how is everything going to pan out in 2024? What teams are we going to see make surprise runs? What teams are expected to be there and will be there again? I mean, nobody expected the Diamondbacks to do what they did in 2023 and go all the way to the World Series. I was rooting for them. I think it would have been cool to see them win. I know you probably were not, but, you know, nobody expected them to really do what they were going to what they did do. And then they went out and started improving their team by signing Eduardo Rodriguez, like you mentioned. Um, But considering the fact that, you know, I think for both of our teams, they both have needs for this off season, things they have to adjust considering everything. What would you like the giants primary priority to be as we progress through the rest of this off season, say Otani, does go elsewhere, not wishing ill will on anything, but say he doesn't go to the Giants. What do you think is that biggest priority for them that they absolutely need to address going into the season? Well, I think they need star talent. And so it's it's not a great offseason for that if you do miss out on Otani, you know, uh, and a, some, you know, because the fans are disgruntled. I think both of our fan bases are very disgruntled about and and for similar reasons like there are a lot of parallels between these two teams with Heim Bloom and and what he did there and Farhan Zaidi and kind of the analytics and people getting grumpy about that and then having it not really work and both of our teams had like one good year under those uh you know people in charge with the Red Sox going to the ALCS one year right and the Giants winning 100 a franchise record 107 games that was but, wild. <laughs> yeah, it was totally wild. And nobody saw that coming at all, at all. Yeah. People thought they'd be under 500 and they won 107 games. It was insane. That but, was that same uh, year that the Red Sox went to the ALCS and nobody expected yeah. that either. Right, right, totally. And um, so if you're looking for star talent, I mean, I think I think they pivot, honestly, to Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And um and I don't know about pivot. Like I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they tried to sign both guys. Like that's how, that's the position they're in financially with like almost no long-term commitments outside of Logan Webb. Like nobody is signed for 2026, seven or eight and beyond. And very few commitments in 2025 even. Uh, and so they, they're in a position where they, they very well could do the, do that. They could sign both of those guys if they wanted to and and were able to. But the problem is like a pitcher is not the same as a position player and hitting was a big problem in 2023 and really in 2022. Um, so it, it might be harder to address that uh, because the position player group is not that good this Winter, you've got Cody Bellinger, but there are question marks about just, you know, some of the underlying metrics weren't as good as the actual results for him this year. Uh, and then if you look at the last couple of years before this year, they were so bad that he got non-tendered by the Dodgers. And the Dodgers being a team that doesn't usually give up on a guy who has that kind of potential. And so it, it, it signaled their lack of belief in his ability to get back to his old ways. And he did, but there's still like it depends on what the cost is. But you could end up with a guy who's not very good, and and you're committing a huge amount of money to him. And then there's like, so they need they need to do they need to do a lot 
and but for fan interest reasons, like they need to get someone who gets people excited. And I think Yamamoto would do that, but as a pitcher, it's harder just because they're just simply not out there every day. And who's it's not the like he's Juan Soto. <laughs> right. Who's the marquee player in the Giants lineup to watch? I mean, Can't think of one. Be- there, there isn't, isn't really like anybody that is like standing out to me. Exactly. You know, and with, even with even with the Red Sox, you do you have some guys, even though some guys, you know, Betts has left and Bogarts has left, but you've got Devers and you've got. Um, uh, I mean, Trevor Story, but he never plays because he's always injured. But <laughs> wait, who? Oh, Trevor Story. Trevor Story right? had a breakout year, and and um, the the Japanese left fielder. I'm always blanking. Yoshida. Yeah, he's had a really great start, but I guess didn't finish as well. But anyway, the Giants, they just need they need some impact and some players players who make an impact on the field, but also resonate with the fans. They need yeah, that. I mean, that's a big thing for the Red Sox, too. At this point, it's are you willing to commit to winning or not? Are you willing to spend money or not? Because I think the biggest frustration has been it seems like the Red Sox – have not been willing to show that they will throw big money at players. And the Red Sox organization historically has never been known to operate like that. They've always been a team that was in on those big players and would be willing to spend the money to get those players. And to me, I'm looking at it as Yamamoto's basically a must do um, because they have not had a true ace caliber pitcher in their rotation in a while and he's somebody who could provide that value and it would send a message to fans that they're actually serious about wanting to contend again and they're not just saying that because they've been saying a lot of things like yeah we really want to get back to where we were we don't want to finish in last place again it's one thing to say that but another to actually make the moves to make that happen so they need to be eyeing players like that and Yamamoto somebody if I'm the Red Sox that I'm not caring how much it is. I'm throwing the money out there that we all know they have and hoping that maybe it works out. I mean, he and T- and, and um, Yoshida used to be teammates, so maybe that might help draw him towards Boston. But this is an offseason where they have to really go out there and spend big on pitching because it's been a long time since they've actually done that. And I think that will start to restore the trust level of the fan base. Yeah, our teams are in such similar situations, I would say. It's kind of crazy. And for the Giants, it's less about pitching, more about hitting. And for the Giants, they really have tried to spend the money. So that that may be a difference as well. Whereas for for the Red Sox under Bloom, it did seem like, I mean, like the Bogarts situation where they were offering him just so much less than what he got. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they mishandled that so badly. I know. Yeah, and but for the Giants, it's kind of been the opposite. But people don't care. It's in the same like they don't they don't they're tired of hearing we tried. It's been yeah. like that forever. Like it's basically, like, no, you not just try. Like yeah, you just get, get it done. And the thing is they got it done with Correa. Like they had a deal, and then it was like just a nightmare situation that you just don't see almost ever. Where I mean, a. Uh, When's I'm not I don't think it's ever happened where you've had a contract nearly that size that was like reported on as agreed to that fell apart due to a failed physical the day before and actually they canceled the press conference 
that to introduce him the day of the press conference. And then later that night, a report he signed with the Mets. It was just a yeah. nightmare. It was just an absolute nightmare. And then of course they were kind of vindicated when that fell apart as well over the same concern about his leg. But it's just like Giants fans have been living a nightmare in this regard. And they just need that. To, they desperately need that to end. And that's why, like when you say, oh, if they don't get Otani, it's almost like they you just have to go get Otani. I don't care. Like you said with Yamamoto, it's the same. That's how I feel about the Giants with Otani. Just I don't care what it costs. Just And I feel like they're kind of in that same position. But ultimately, he's going to go where he wants to go, and he'll be compensated for it. And so it's kind of out of your hands. But I do feel like they're going to do everything they can to try to get him. As they should. And I think your fan base will be very disappointed if he chooses elsewhere and it comes back and there's a report saying that they didn't try as hard as you would have wanted them to. Cause I can't be mad. And I said this about Yamamoto too, with the Red Sox, I can't be mad if they genuinely put in the effort and they try and he chooses elsewhere because he feels like there's a better culture fit somewhere else that's out of their control. But if I find that he went somewhere else because the price that they offered wasn't good enough, like that to me is unacceptable. You, Mm -hmm. you write the check out and you are willing to, throw whatever money it takes at a player like that. Because when you need somebody like that, it doesn't really matter how much money it is. Absolutely. And he's 25 years old. I mean, those guys don't come around very often. And so he's in high demand. You know, there's a lot of teams after this guy. So it's going to be fascinating to see where Otani and Yamamoto, like those are the two guys for me where I just like, I do not know where they're going to go. I know they're going to get paid a lot of money for it. And both of our teams are, I mean, involved in at least one of those players. I think the Giants are involved in both. And there was actually a report by Susan Slusser, who's a really good local journalist here, that two rival teams, she had heard from people with two rival teams that had been interested in Yamamoto, which tells me they probably had initial conversations and then were not teams that moved on to like the finalist round or whatever two different teams told her that they believed the giants had the edge with yamamoto and so i don't know how they would know that but that's what they said and so we'll see uh i'll believe it when i see it and yeah yeah Yeah, that's really what it is like we can choose to believe whatever reports we want but it's really at the end of the day something needs to just happen. And I just hope and pray that neither of those players go to a team that wears Navy pinstripes and plays in the Bronx, because that would absolutely just be my absolute worst nightmare times two after the Juan Soto thing. Right. <laughs> and by, same with Otani in LA. I mean, I just can't, I don't know. I just, I might just, I just can't even go there. <laughs> I because I, I have to keep, I have to keep hating players that I once liked. I know that's what I hate. I like I like Juan Soto as a player, and now I have to hate him because he's a Yankee. You hate him now, and you're going to see him all the time and hate him and be like, "I'm sick of your little shuffle dance thing." And <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, he was in the he was on the Padres. Was, yeah, I, I, there was no reason was for me gross. to not like him then. You know. Yeah. Right. And now but, I mean, for me, I had to. You know, yeah. the, the, the Padres and the Dodgers have just while the Giants have failed to get stars, the Padres and the Dodgers have had nothing but stars. Hasn't necessarily worked out all the time. The Padres 
had like an utterly disappointing season. But nonetheless, it's like you're looking at Machado and Soto and Tatis and Betts and Freeman, and and you're, and then you're looking at the Giants, and it's like Mike Yastrzemski, uh, you know, J.D. Davis. It's just like not the same. And no yeah. offense to Mike Yastrzemski, and, and obviously there's a cool story there with Boston, but... You know, it's just not the same, and they just need they need some of the, some of that type of talent desperately. Absolutely, and let's hope that both of our teams make those kinds of moves, make that big splash in this upcoming next couple weeks once some of these dominoes start to fall. But Ben, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you here, and I am wishing you the best of luck as this free agency progresses, and hopefully your team makes the moves they need to make. Thank you. And vice versa. It was a pleasure. And look, uh, we, how about this? We'll agree to the Giants can get Otani and the Red Sox can get Yamamoto. And that's what I hope for. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair compromise. And that kind of satisfies needs for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Done. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone, as always, Lockdown Red Sox, Monday through Friday. Have a great weekend, and I will catch you next time. All right, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, you're going to hear the rest of this conversation, actually the first half of this conversation, in which we get into a bunch of other interesting topics, including the schedule change that allows the Giants to go places like Fenway Park every other year, what we think about that, and uh, Andrew Bailey leaving the Giants uh, as their pitching coach and joining the Red Sox as their pitching coach and the impact that Bailey had on players like Logan Webb and Kevin Gosman and all that and how it would translate potentially in Boston and so much more. It was just a great conversation. So look out for that tomorrow. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.